APADA acknowledges the custodians and elders, past and present, of the land on which we work, practice, rehearse, perform and present across Australia. We pay respect to the cultural authority and traditions of the land. The first peoples of this nation express their culture through music, dance and storytelling and it is a privilege to continue that tradition of storytelling and performance in this country. We acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first Australians and traditional custodians of the lands where we live, learn and work. So this week is a little different. We're catching up with an old friend that I spoke to, Heimana Tahiata, who when we performed together as teenagers had a dream of bringing Polynesian culture to Australia with a performing arts school. Well, along with his wife Leilani, he made that dream a reality, creating a professional entertainment company, Heilani Productions, and Heilani Polynesian School of Arts, bringing the song and dance of Tonga, Samoa, New Zealand, Hawaii, the Cook Islands and Tahiti to their local community and beyond. When we spoke, Heilani were just about to launch their brand new education website, which is up now at heilani.com, bringing Polynesian culture and education to you in your home. As part of Pada's journey exploring culture, connection and the performing arts, please enjoy this conversation with Heimana Tahiata. Um, okay, so kite tahau toku mama, marama, um, ko takitimu te waka, ko tamate ariki nui te rangatira, ko tararua te maunga, ko rua mahanga te awa, ko ngati kahungunu te iwi, Ko Ngāti Hinewaka te hapu, ko Papawai te marae. Uh, ki te taha toku papa, Treimana Tahiata, I'll do this in English. Uh, he was born in um, Kauhi uh, Tomotus in French Polynesia. Um, he was actually born on a boat. And the closest island he was close to was Kauhi. But yeah. his family comes from the Tupuai, which is a very small island in the Austral Islands, or Tuhape, has, as they said in Tahitian, in French Polynesia, but he was raised in Papeete, Papeete, Tahiti. So that is Maohi? Maohi, yeah, Maohi, yeah. yeah. And mum Māori? Māori, aye. And so, um, where were you born? And um, how was your heritage sort of connected? And how did you come here? And when did you come here? <laughs> aye, so I'll, I'll start in the, the beginning. In, in the, the beginning. beginning <laughs> there was a mana. <laughs> so, um, I was born in Hamilton, New Zealand. I'm actually the oldest of eight um, siblings. Yeah. So there's five boys and three girls. Um, but I was, re- so because my parents were performers, um, yeah. mum was actually a musician. She was musician and singer and she was actually, um, 
She went on the road with the Māori Volcanics. I'm not sure if you know who they are. I, but yeah. I know that name. I think I remember them telling us. Yeah, they're like a show band, a Māori show band, and they used to travel all around the world. Anyway, she was one of the youngest to travel. So she yep. literally finished college, um, Church College of New Zealand, and then just went on the road touring and all over the world. Yeah. And she actually ended up in Hawaii at the Polynesian Cultural Centre. Yep. And then that's where my dad also went to the Cultural Centre. So from Tahiti, they had like a a program where they were recruiting artisans to come to Polynesian Cultural Centre. Um, so dancers, musicians, singers, to help give it life because it had just started in like 60, 63 or 60, something like that. And then yeah. there was a church program where they would scout different dancers and artisans to come. And that's how my dad came because he was a former um, best dancer in Tahiti. Yep. And so they came, their worlds collided, and voila, I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and then so my parents were actually still like dancing and, you know, all that stuff, dancing and doing shows. And, and anyway, they had several contracts in Japan. Yeah. I was actually raised in Japan. So I was like six months on, two weeks off, six months on, two weeks off type of thing. Wow. And then, so I was raised in Japan for about six or seven years. Um, so I, mum, my mum said I could speak it when I was younger, but yep. I don't, I can't, I don't remember anything. But when I taste Japanese food, it has like a very familiar, mm. it just brings back sort of memories. You know, when yep. you smell something or you taste something, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that about my childhood. My mum is like, oh yeah, you used to eat that every morning and, you know, you used to eat this and yeah, I'm like, that's probably why I love Asian food. I don't know. It's just something that makes me feel at home. Home, yeah, yeah, so it's probably from being in Japan. So, and wow. then when I was about eight years old, I think we remembered we moved to Australia to Sydney. So, okay. the family moved over. Actually, my mum she got a gig in Hayman Island at the in the Wood Sundays, yep. And so, she went up there, she came over first to sort of check out the scene, and then later, all the family came over in 1983, a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. We were in Sydney. And um, yeah, so I was brought up in Sydney for a few years, and then we moved up to the Whit Sundays um, oh. because that's where we they, they used to have all these different islands and all that stuff, and so yeah, lots of different shows. Yeah, shows. So we ended up getting most of the shows on the different islands: um, Hamilton Island, Hayman Island, uh, South Mole Island, Daydream Island, Lindemann Island. So that was pretty much my school years was brought up in the Whit Sundays, and it was a cool experience. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm just grateful for that experience and showbiz. But I do remember something my mum said. I was born, pretty much born into showbiz. When I was born, I was like, just, she had me in, in, you know, the guitar suitcase. Yep. And then she had me literally lying inside of that on the side of the stage. <laughs> so if that's not being born into showbiz, I don't know. That, that's every musician's dream for their child, yep. just to you know. be able to sleep on the side of the stage while their parents are up there. So, so I'm just grateful to be carrying on the legacy and, you know, wow. continuing it and preserving it and passing it on to my children and, you know. Mm. And everyone else's children as well. Yeah. You know, so, we're, you know, it's all share about sharing, sharing the love, sharing the culture. Yes. So thank Celebrating you. who we are. <laughs> <laughs> how, how important is it that you share your culture and share, share the knowledge of the other cultures that you know of? Well, you know, our culture is like traditionally Polynesians, our culture was passed on orally. So that's actually how our histories and knowledge was passed on. Now with colonization and other 
influences a lot of those a lot of that knowledge was actually lost you mm. know in different pacific islands and so now you'll see it's been happening for years and years now but there's been like this revival a it renaissance is. of culture and yep. you know identity and fi people finding out who they are and where they come from and you know because not everybody actually gets the opportunity to return to their homelands for whatever reasons mm. you know, they may they may have immigrated to other countries and they, they no longer have family ties there you know many many different reasons but so that was one of the reasons why i wanted to start something here because i looked at my younger siblings the four youngest yep. who didn't have the same experiences that me and the older ones had so i sort of wanted to share some of that with them to say hey this is we're not like australia is a wonderful place and mm. it's been very kind to our you know to our family and but it's not all of who we are you know we have yeah. this amazing heritage of Polynesian, this is your dad comes from here, your mum comes from here. These are the amazing cultures and you know experiences that they've had. And I just wanted my own siblings to have that experience, yes. you know, at least. Because what I find is that our people we have to see it. You know, we have to see it, we have to experience it, we have to taste it, we have to touch it. Because if we don't, then we won't really get a yes. sense of very, very um tactile and learn as you go type people yeah you know we can it's all about this i remember when we did the um oh, yep. it was awesome yep. you know and then we went back to new zealand and oh you, that was so scary and you see the other groups and it's like wow yeah. these are my people <laughs> i remember <laughs> yeah i remember walking around the markets there and um, there was a young girl and she was talking to one of the shop owners and but speaking in Te Reo. And I was like, mm. oh man, I don't want to even buy anything because I don't want to have to talk because then they'll know <laughs> that I'm not real. Oh no, I'm, I'm plastic. <laughs> but you know, it doesn't make us any less just because we haven't had that experience. So, you know, that's, that's the thing about living here in Australia because a lot of people want to know about their identity it's mm. like where do they go if you don't have yeah. it within your family there's nowhere else that you can actually learn it and that's why that's how the school sort that's of grew out of was yeah. mainly my own family first and then the wider community and then people just you know so we have actually a lot of people who are mixed so yeah. like one half is like um Pacific Islander, Maori, something like that. And then mm -hmm. the other half is non, non-Pacific Islander. So it was literally yep. the mothers or the fathers bringing their half-caste children to us saying, yep. we don't know anything about our culture. Please teach them pretty much yes. in a nutshell. Yes. You know, yes. and so we were just more of an introduction because, you know, everywhere there's ballet, jazz, hip hop, mm. all the other genres. But I'm like, I don't really see our people. You yeah. know, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start the school is so that we can see, so that we can be proud of who we are, you know. And have some representation. Yeah, representation. They yep. can see us. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. all the girls, when they came, they all wanted to dye their hair blonde and straighten it. I'm like, that's not our look. Our look is being <laughs> wild and free Stop and, you know, yeah. let it all out. And, you know, that's the Polynesian look. Yeah. You know, we have, there's different standards of beauty, you know. And ours is being natural because like in Tahiti, it's very much the body is your, your costume. Yep. So the physique, so they take actually really great pride in taking care of their skin and their body and their hair. And that's beautiful to us. You know what I'm saying? And Māori is about 
That okay. sounds like a, a good segue for um, uh, Heilani. You could do this whole, um, I know you've got the fitness, but I think we need some help with the food and all that jazz as well. Yes, you know. <laughs> well, now that we live in a Western, Westernized society, <laughs> you know, it's hard to, our people were actually in great physique, but with the introduction of the Western diet mm. and sedentary lifestyle, we're yep. not living actually like how they used to live because yeah. now we need to get nine to five jobs yeah. and, live in and this, sitting on this a computer and, yeah. and, mm. and talking and, you know, <laughs> we, we were very active before, you know, it's yeah. a totally different lifestyle, but, you know, but we can balance both, you know, we can have, have both. So yeah, yeah. these are just my thoughts. <laughs> no, no, very cool. <clears throat> so one of the other points we go in, want to go into is that, here at Apata anyway, we're very much about uh, the teachers and educators giving as much knowledge as they can to kids to show them different pathways into and around the performing arts because it's not all about being on stage and it's about, um, you could be a lighting designer, you could be a producer and you do so much with what you do, you're a bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, who, who, I know, I know it's going to be a lot of fun though, but who are your mentors and yes, so, life teachers? Well, I remember, <coughs> so I remember your help. So family, of course, my first mentors were my parents, my father and, and my mother. Mm. Now going on from that, I didn't realize that when I was younger, having all these different experiences, because we were always around shows and dances and yep. practice. And, you know, I didn't really think that they were mentors at the time. But, um, yeah. you know, it was, they were mm -hmm. just fun, you know, and then, yep. then you realize, oh, this person is, the... so I remember um, Muriwa and Venus Ihakara, they were actually part of the Sydney Māori Festival, they were just uncle and auntie to me. Yep. Uh, we just used to, he actually scared the living daylights <laughs> out of me just because he was so scary, you know, yep. so I, I used to be actually scared of him because of his eyes and, you know, the whole <laughs> thing, and then he used to just raise his voice, I'm like, I don't like that man, he was like scary. But now, like, he's an amazing man of mm. culture and stature and you know so growing up in that community when we lived in the Whit Sundays there were many different artists Tuhi Timuti who was a musical inspiration um Pari Tureya, but they were just my aunties and uncles so I never yeah. actually saw them as mentors yeah. per se you know as not birth. until now not until now then I realized mm. wow I have actually been mentored by these amazing people who are yeah. very talented so I'm, I'm really just grateful that my parents, that I was surrounded by amazing artists and people who I just grew up with, not yep. knowing of their abilities, because I thought, I thought everybody used to practice and everybody just used to dress up in costumes. And doesn't everybody do that? You know, that was yes. my reality. And then when I realized, oh, not everybody does this, I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, not everyone this. knows who they are or, or, yeah. or what their culture songs are or things yeah. like that. Mm. And, you know, so then I realized, I'm like, oh, not everybody lives this, this experience. And, yep. and I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I was just grateful that I had those experiences. And then I actually wanted others to have those experiences, namely my family mm -hmm. and then moving up the outer community and, you know, just sharing our culture with the world. But many, many different mentors, artistic mentors, dance mentors, music mentors like you. Julian, Aneta, all, you know, yeah. Kapahaka, 
Tim yeah. Morris and Darren, you know, there's so many yeah. people that have been That was magic. Attention. It was. <laughs> that Moko, was magic. Moko, she's amazing. Auntie Leah, you know, I've got so many. Literally, like, anybody you see in Maori, that's they're my mentors, really. And yeah. it's, you know, but that's, that's the thing. Because here in Australia, we don't have that many around. So mm. we don't actually get to see them do their thing. Only if yeah. you're back in New Zealand or any of the islands, do you actually see them and interact with them? Here, it's just mainstream. But, you know, but mainstream. you're changing it and you've changed that. Yeah, I'm hoping your to. Community and your whole community. Yeah. And, um, um, so how did Heilani start? Come about? Yes. Well, Heilani is, my wife's name is Leilani. Yes. My name's Heimana. Together, Heilani. <laughs> oh, and that happy 15th anniversary, anniversary for this year as well. Happy 15th yes. anniversary. Oh, Congratulations. Thank you. thank you. But it's also the name of my daughter. So my daughter's name is Heilani. Oh, beautiful. So Hey means either crown in Tahitian. So it actually literally means to gather. Like yeah. how you gather flowers and weave it into a hay. That's yep. what hay means. Lani is rangi, like sky, heavens. Yes. So in Hawaiian. So literally it's either it can literally mean the gathering of the heavens or the gathering of yeah, that's the gathering of the heavens or the crown. All our ancestors in yes. so what you knowledge, do. passing it on. So yep. however you interpret that, you know, it's up to you, but hey is the crown can mean the crown of the heavens or the knowledge of the heavens or the, the gathering of the heavens, something like that. So I came about when I met my wife. So we actually met in Florida where we were dancing. You, you get around, don't you? Yeah, you know. Well, I was, I was itching to, since my parents gave me this head start to discovering the world, you know, our people yeah. were navigators, we're explorers. <laughs> I'm, just doing what our, I'm just doing what our people are doing. But instead of on the waka, we just do it on the Qantas. <laughs> you know, so, you know, and, and then I realized, I'm like, wow, there's, I don't see any of my own people doing stuff. Yeah. I just see everybody else and I'm like, oh no, we need to change this. We, we, we need to see our people. Yep. You know, and then I remember I went back to Tahiti and it was life changing because oh. I'm like, wow. But because, it, because it's a French-speaking country, the English countries don't really hear about Tahiti mm -hmm. as often. And to the West, like it's viewed as like the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The honeymooners go there and, you know, you'll never go back there again because it is quite expensive. But yeah. I learned there, I just realized, you know, they, they, the culture is still very well preserved and the performing arts is very, very, they take... A great lot deal of pride in mm. arts and dance especially yes. dance is very very um very very big you know but it's everyday life there in tahiti it's not something like oh i'm a dancer it's just like yeah, yeah everybody's a dancer in tahiti you know what i'm saying yep it's yep. not like a i'm a dancer with the royal ballet blah 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 yeah i'm a dancer and i also work a day job and yep. i have children and i I'm like, yeah, it's a big deal. I'm a dancer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone yeah. is. It's quite common, you know what I'm saying? And and when I took my wife back there, she went back there to get sort of like a teacher's qualification. So they have a right. school where you can learn and then be qualified and to teach Tahitian dance. Yeah. And everywhere she looked, she was like, well, you know, Maruru means thank you in Tahitian. So she was like, you see all these 
people running like these guys running along and everybody has got like a six pack and like oh well physique and she's like maruru, maruru, oh maruru, oh maruru, oh thank you you know but it's like it's crazy to see like for this small island less than three hundred thousand people like every second person is like lincoln supermodel i'm like and wow. it's that idyllic um polynesian life that you think of when you you think Polynesian. it really is you know mm -hmm. i can really see what captain cook saw you know when you hear in his journals he spoke of the vahine and their hair and their well hair and gal gan did all those pictures yes. of the beautiful and, you know, men, you know. and you know but mm. it's very natural and very innocent yeah. it's not and that's what they say in Tahiti. The, the only thing that's dirty about the Western uh, Westerner is their mind, because to mm. us it was very natural. Yes. You know, it's like a child being born. It's very natural. And so in Tahiti, still to this day, you see topless women. It's very normal. You know, yep. at the beach, I'm talking about not walking around, but you know, yes. it's not a big deal. You know, yeah. And that's the great thing. They just, it's your body, and it's to be celebrated, and we dance and we sing and. Yeah, you know they they actually live a good life. You know they're actually really quite happy and content people. Yeah, they may not have much in terms of material things, but you've that, got that, food that and them. home and your family. Yeah, and you know who you are. Yeah, what else do you need? And they're happy. Yeah, and that really got to me. I'm like, wow, I don't need all that. But you know, living here, you grow up with mm. the mindset. Okay. I'm gonna have a house, I'm gonna have the car, I'm gonna have a good job, I'm gonna have this and have that. And, but when does it stop? You know, when does yep. it, when do you stop wanting all those things? So Heilani sort of helped you um, <laughs> forge that mindset here for yourself and sort yes. of help that create that too for your fellow um, countrymen. Yes, for the fellow community, community who want to find that as well. Yeah, well, there is a big population of um, Pacific Maori and Pacific Islanders in the Logan area. Um, yep. We live in Brisbane, but still in this area, you know, the main, the main communities is Maori, of course, New Zealanders, yep. Samoans, Tongans, and Cook Islanders. Those are the four yep. main communities that are here in Australia. You know, so we do engage with all of them, you know, whether it's at school, we do a lot of school things, education things. Um, yeah, so we just, yeah, we're just in our community, love it, love to share the culture, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you teach um what what dances do you teach? I know you do Tongan and Samoan, Maori, Tahitian. What yeah. what goes into those dances? Like what are they called? Um yes, okay, well there's um there's two other directors. They're um Waiana and Fati Tangata. They're actually they're really, really good friends that we we actually all met in Florida for the first yep. time. So our bond was years ago, like in two thousand something. And then we all moved back. I came home, take care of my sick dad. And then Leilani moved in and then got married. And then they came over. <laughs> and then we sort of just started this whole thing together. So Fati is actually Samoan. Yep. Uh, raised in Wellington, New Zealand. Waiana, she's Cook Island Māori Samoan um, from Porirua in New Zealand. And then mm -hmm. Leilani, my wife, she's actually, her dad is Samoan. And then mum is Palangi, American. Yep. And then me, Maori, Tahitian. So within our, just our own, you know, genealogy, our cultures, you yeah. know, we have four of the main. So we mainly started with Hawaii, because my wife is from Hawaii, Hawaii, yep. Tahiti, Samoa, and New Zealand. 
right. just so that we could teach from our own whakapapa. Yep. You know, and people would say, okay, what's your village and where do you come from and where does this knowledge come from? But, yeah, you know, and, and can you can you teach yeah, it? Can you, you teach can, it? Can, you can yeah. back it up with the fact yeah. that, yeah, we're like, this is my family, this is my village, this is my mm. teachings of, you know, because here with us, here in Australia especially, because our because our traditions are oral, we don't necessarily have a degree or certificate in teaching. Yeah. Now, you know, so that's sort of the tricky thing because, so that's why we sort of went with the school just to keep it, at least it's a recognized entity here in Australia. Yeah. You know, yeah. where, where the outside can actually bring their children in and, you know, it functions like a school. Yeah, you know, like so a Western school. That's where yeah. the idea, yeah, yeah, that's where the idea sort of came from. Because I, I saw that you um I saw that interview with ABC about Ori Tahiti. Yes. Um, how they had put forth the documents to say that um, it is actually you know a traditional. What can you tell us about that? So that one actually came about. So if you just a little bit about Tahiti, they're a French territory. Mm -hmm. So the official language is only French and not Tahitian. Right. So with that. Um, Tahitian's not recognised as an official language, like in New Zealand. You know, yeah. in New Zealand, it's Māori and English, yes. which are recognised official languages. But Tahiti has a different um, political stance at the moment. You know, it's not um, it's not like New Zealand. So the main mm -hmm. thing was about getting Uri Tahiti recognised. So, for example, if you say flamenco, well, you know, it comes from Spain. And yeah. the hula comes from Hawaii and, you know, tango comes from Argentina. So people wanted, we wanted the same recognition for Uri Tahiti mm -hmm. comes from Tahiti. Because right. with globalization, um, the art form has become so popular all around the world where there's more practitioners of Uri Tahiti outside of Tahiti than within Tahiti. So, for example, in Japan, Oh, we just and Tahitian. Right. Sorry, was that me? Oh, we just had a freeze, but it's come back. Oh. Not moving. Am I back? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So sorry. So within in Japan, it's a multi-million-dollar business, and you know, so they've they just have million millions, literally millions of dancers who dance Uri Tahiti and actually don't know where it comes from what it's mm. talking about yeah and people are just because they go back to tahiti get a certificate and now they're experts in ori tahiti but yep. to us as a people the tahitian people it's a it's about more than just the dance it's yep. about because the, the dance is, is your stories aren't they? Yeah. they're your narratives the dance is just one part of it Mm. You know, it's like swinging a poi. You can't know the whole Māori culture from just swinging a poi. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, what is it talking about? What are the words about? What's the stories about? You know, and that's and that was one of the reasons why they pushed. But because UNESCO is actually based in France, oh. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't a priority at that time. So it actually has not been recognised on that scale. Yeah, maybe now, maybe now things will change, or maybe, um, maybe there's now is the time to sort of jump on that and push it further because yeah. 
know, you well, said there's so many now people. the renaissance at the moment. Or yeah, well, there's so many practitioners and a lot of them, especially the Japanese, now that they know, a lot of them are going back to Tahiti so mm. that they have a reconnection because it's, 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 you know, I sort of think of it like the kapahaka, like tomatatini and then Maori groups overseas. It's yeah. just more like a flavour of it, but it's not the real thing. That's right. That's right. It's not the real thing because... You don't have the stories. You don't have the essence. You don't have mm -hmm. the elders. You don't have the tribes. You don't, what are yeah. you talking about? You know, how does it all? But you don't know fully what you're saying when you're singing those songs either. And that—that's what I had. Yeah. whole Puma, and that even though they would tell us basically what we're saying, there's no no connection. connection. Any yeah. connection? Yeah. It's all from heart, and it was just about being with people doing the same thing. And, yeah, and loving your culture for the for me. you know, and that's the and that's the miss. best that's the best you can do. You know, here if you're away from the culture, but once you're immersed in it, then you realize a light just switches, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I get it. You know, yeah. and it's having those moments here in Australia. You know, I look at my children, they're Aussies, <laughs> you know, and they're Americans. So whenever we go back to Hawaii, like they're Americans, oh, but they're Pacific children, you know, but I yeah. make sure to, and then they've met some of the family from Tahiti and they're like, Oh, they speak weird language. And I'm like, yeah, they speak French and they speak Tahitian. And then when you greet them, you need to kiss them on the side. Yeah. You know, it's just different things that they're just being at least introduced to. So once we go mm. there, it's not such a shock, you know, it's not yeah. such a culture shock. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know? oh, but how great, how great to have those kind of uh, connections that they can go to all these different places and that's a part of them. And then they'll, when they get older, you know, they might take up French as well as Tahitian. Yeah. Who knows? You never know. Not learn well, Hawaiian. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that is the wonderful thing about technology. And that's the way that I think we have to move, yeah. you know, using these modern technology to preserve our stories and our cultures like film, television, all those mediums. Yeah. And I think that's why the think, performing arts is the best. Yeah. They can't be afraid of technology and about sharing the stories because <clears throat> otherwise they will disappear. Yeah. Um, the best way to get it across is this whole new digital platform, I guess, that has come through COVID. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> So um, are you bringing forth like some digital stuff I see maybe? Well at the moment we are, we are working on content. Um, we might need a little bit of help. We're just looking at the... It's a, it, it's a, like digital stuff is a big job. Oh, so. It's a whole, you know, we, well when we, when we found out like, so we were having classes all up until the restrictions came into place like late June, March, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then so we finished off our term online Zoom but it's just not the same. Mm. Um, people don't have the connection and, you know, it's, it's a yeah. delay. So then that's when we transition, we're trying to transition to online content, but then, you know, not that you're dealing with people that have been doing it before, but it's a whole new way of delivering and thinking. Yeah. And it's like, uh, are people even going to be interested in what we do, you know? So, um, but I think so. I think yeah. so. so we're just uh, at the moment, we film lots of content and we're just trying to now, find a platform to deliver it like a website yeah. or something like that. But because that's not our forte, I would love to connect with anyone that's really good at delivering online content. All right. All right. <laughs> well, tell us about your going to Macau and Taiwan and all that sort of uh, stuff. Then. Well, with, with, not the, only do you have the school, you have this whole entertainment <laughs> business as well, man. 
Yes, well, um, well, that's called the business. So the business is Heilani Productions. That's the company. And then the school is Heilani Polynesian School of Arts. But yeah, we've had many, many different opportunities present themselves. And I think a lot of it may have to do with my wife's administration background, because sometimes you can't just be an artist. You need to be both. You need to Good be the work. artist and the oh, business side What a of wonderful woman you have then. Oh, I am so grateful and so lucky. So I'll yep. make sure that I you know, take care of her and yes. love her till the day I die. Yes. <clears throat> but um, yeah, and I think a lot of these, so we just got this random email, which looked like spam. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, but the thing is with a lot of island groups or a lot of Polynesian groups, that they, they may have the culture side of things sorted, the performance, but they may not necessarily have the administration business mm. side of things. Yeah. So yeah. I think... Because at the end of the day, you have to think of your art as a business. Yes. And that's sometimes the balance or the hard thing that artists may have is yeah. they may be so artsy where nobody either knows about them or they're so broke or, you know. Too or creative to think about in, in business terms. Yeah. Don't want to think about it. Yeah. And don't want to think about it and may not have anybody, a partner that does that. So then they may lose work. And then mm -hmm. you have people who are, really good at administration, but may necessarily not have the talent <laughs> to back it up. They're yeah. really good at selling and, you know, so it's, it's yeah. really the balance of like the cultural content being professional plus also being business and the administrator. So I think that's a lot of reasons why we sort of had success here in Australia is because when we first started <clears throat> back in like 2000 and something, I came back to thousand and four i think yeah. um all the all the agents cause it oh they'll be like oh are you going to turn up with your whole family are the are the people going to be fat are you going to be late you know these were all the negative things that that i would hear they're like and then but because we were different from that well we had just come from america yeah and america they have different um expectations it's mm -hmm. like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, and I want it now, <laughs> pretty yep. much. Yep. And, you know, they're not, they're not afraid to pay for it. That's yep. what I find in America. They'll be like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then you tell them, okay, it's going to be a million dollars. I'll be like, yep, you've yep. got it. You know, so the thing about Americans, they want what they want, when they want it, how they want it, but they're ready to pay for it. <clears throat> yep. In Australia, what <laughs> I found is they want what they want. They want this, 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 this they don't really have the money to back it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they all want it for volunteer yeah. and then, well unfortunately due to your budget restrictions we can do this mm. you know so i think it was mainly the, a lot of it is communication because at yeah. the end of the day most of our work 95 percent of our work comes from non-pacific island people yeah who want that used to dealing, they yeah. want an experience they want that experience they want to experience their pacific you know the other 5% is sometimes our people, but usually it's not. That's mainly the community work, which the yeah. school does. So yeah. the community festivals, the Pacific festivals, Waitangi days, you know, where they don't have much of a budget. Yeah. Only for the people. Those ones is where the school comes in and yeah. we just, and then they give a koha, you know? Yeah. So we've been, it's, it's a tricky balance because it's not just, you can't just be like, okay, I cost a million dollars. I demand them. Otherwise you'll have no work, you know, mm -hmm. so we have to just check out the scene here. So really our competitors here in Australia would be other Brazilian dancers and other entertainers, yeah. you know, all entertainers here are in the same boat now, 
you know, yeah. there's not much work. And if it is, it's for like either one or two people. It's not like mm. shows and there's no yeah. corporate events. Yeah, you know. and that's the, that's the big the big money maker. Yeah, well, that was our big money maker for the past like 10 years. Yeah. You know, so we've been working like, I've been working full time with Heilani for like mm. 11 years. That has been my job. Yeah. You know, so with that, with showbiz, you know, it's, it's always an up and down gig here. You go gig to gig to gig. So, mm -hmm. and well, maybe now you're getting time to like just sit back, take a breath. Yeah. Uh, and reassess. And like you said, you're thinking of, well, our plan in the future is to go to Hawaii. What, what yeah. do we need to make those yeah. steps happen? Yeah. And what can we do to make it sustainable so that we don't physically have to be in a certain location? Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, we've got enough that like, and that's how we sort of got into Macau. It's like that one was actually big. It was in 2012. I can't believe it was so long ago, mm. but it was actually, they asked for a group of 22. And then when we were there, then they asked a group of 60. So Whoa. there was 83 Polynesians <gasps> in Macau. Wow. <laughs> so I literally had to organize that in like three days. So I literally contacted all the people I know, Tahiti, Hawaii, Florida, everybody. I'll be yeah. like, okay, who can do this gig? I was just on up different hours because everybody has different time, different zones, time and, zones. And I was like, just up, up, up. And then we got 83 people there. We got 60 from Tahiti, some from Whoa. Hawaii, some from Florida, Australia, New Zealand, Samoa, Cook Islands. <laughs> and I just did it. Yep. That was the, and then that actually rolled on to other work because then people knew that we got hired there. So then a lot of international work started coming from there saying, oh, were you guys at Macau? And, mm. and if people know that you do a quality product and a yep. professional, they don't mind paying whatever you're worth, you know, yep. they value your time because at yes. the end of the day, you can deliver what they want. Cause at the end of the day, we're a product or a service, you know, yep. and it's being sometimes that's the hard thing with, our people is knowing how to balance being culture, mm. being a business person and being authentic and being professional. Yeah. You know, it's this balance. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, there's that always that, that fight, isn't it? Between, um, talking selling to out people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may say, oh, you're a seller, sell out your culture. <laughs> sell out your culture. But yeah. at the same time, if you, if you don't share it, then no one's going to know about it and it will fade away. That's the thing. Like, you know, they have a, they have Tearawa people. Like I can say this cause I know Tearawa people and people call them the plastic bodies for selling out the culture. And, but at the end of the day, they've made it known to the world. Yeah. And now people are interested in Maori and, but with that, they've actually lifted the standard of performance. So yes. you can't really have your, like you can, everybody is entitled to their opinion, but you know, without Te Arawa and without the, you know, the kapahaka and concerts, you know, nobody would know about the Māori as much mm -hmm. as now. Well, Te Matatini first happened in the seventies in Te Arawa because that was the place of uh, Māori performance. Where it was happening, you know, yeah. and they Actually, have their formula, you know, they know it has to look a certain way and this is what it was always they looked yeah. slick and always just perfectly in line and just yeah. that's how it was and then they set the standard for everyone yes. else and that's that's how people see like hula dance in waikiki they just mm -hmm. think it's touristy 
but there is that that's the entertainment for the tourists but then there's also the real hula which is yep. the monarch so there's two and which is the people's narratives yes it's their connection and it's their stories yeah it's their family that they talk about when they sing their songs and yeah yeah and so there's i think there's just room for everybody mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's room for everybody you know yeah yeah so um well i guess i already sort of know your big the big dreams for heilani would be to um share it with globally yes <laughs> i want to i want to sort of have like an uh, like an online global type of education system but with other amazing um facilitators you yep. know so if it's if it's like a because now well since the changes of course the physical would be better but i've always sort of dreamed of performing arts in the countries and you know if you go to like say if you do a four-year degree in performing arts mm -hmm. and then you know three to six months you actually travel to those islands and then yeah. you actually and get taught by yeah and then and then your studies can continue online as well so it's this mix of both theory and practical you know we and, just and, that, and, that pro and learning the protocols and the customs yeah and um the correct and reasons behind everything yeah very cool you know so i want i want our art forms to be recognized as mainstream yeah even though you may not have a degree or but you know our tupuna they didn't have those things yeah. so it's but, but that it's yeah and that it, it that it means something you know mm. because you know a lot of places sometimes we go people not that they think they're second class but they just they don't think about our art form as an art form. They think there's only one type of art form, but I'm like, you've got the whole entire world. Yeah. And we've got all these different art forms. One, it's like saying one type of hair is the only type of hair. <laughs> yeah. One color is the only color that matters. Not yeah. that I want to go there, but you know, we have our own expressions and our own beauty that deserve to be celebrated as well mm. as other art forms. But that's the thing with, you know, that's what I want art, arts people to know. For us, it's more than just the art form. Yeah. It goes deeper because it's, you're talking about a people mm. and a culture, not just a dance. And yeah. that, that is what's different. Like people can go and learn any other modern thing, but they don't really get into the history sides of things because there's no connect. But with our people and with our art forms, it is a connect. It's actually part of who we are that mm. is just as important as the art form yep that's the difference what makes us different from others beautiful i think that's the perfect way to end that there hey mana <laughs> <laughs> that was great oh thank you very much thank you i hope it's not our last talk we need to be in contact more <laughs> Thank you, Heimana, for joining us at Apata. That's Heimana Tahiata from Heilani. Uh, if you need more information about the Polynesian Performing Arts Education Program, head to heilani.com and you'll find the information in our comments. A few announcements as we wrap up today's session. We don't want to hog the mics. So if you have an idea, a topic or conversation that you would like to share, we are all ears. Contact us through the Apata website on apata.com.au. But if you're already one of our members, you can share your stories through your member dashboard. Thank you.